Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of TNA's Policy Podcast, Sharing Knowledge, Empowering Nurses. I'm your host, Shala Ahmed Oyewuo, joined by attorney uh, Kevin Stewart, you know, political consultant also. This is our second episode of a series dedicated to tracking the 87th legislative session with a focus on, of course, you know, nursing policy. Now, in a general sense, the purpose of these podcasts, right, is to really educate nurses and give background on, you know, the Texas Nurses Association and the work that we do surrounding policy. So, Kevin, uh, welcome back. Get happy to see you. Happy to hear you, you know. So, I wanted to ask, you know, last time we spoke, um, in our last episode, you talked a little bit about um, workplace violence, uh, sure. full practice authority. Um, where are we now? It's been a few weeks since we last spoke. Yeah, yeah. And actually, just yesterday, uh, both of those bills got their first hearing. Wow. Um, so, uh, the first one up was workplace violence, uh, and, and they were both heard in uh, House Public Health, which is, I think we discussed last time, the chair is uh, Stephanie Click, uh, a nurse. Stephanie Click. Yeah. So the first one up was workplace violence. Uh, the hearing went really well. Um, we had uh, Serena, who's a, an employee at TNA, come and testify. She did a fantastic job, kind of gave the, the nursing perspective, you know, uh, how, how much workplace violence there really is uh, here in Texas and across the country, really, how big of a problem it is. Um, how the bill would address that. Uh, and then after she finished, the Texas Hospital Association actually came and spoke in support of the bill as well. Wow. Yeah, so, and, and they're, they're kind of the primary, uh, not target, but they, you know, it's, it, it's a bill that addresses facilities and, and policies and facilities. So uh, there's always some concern that, that the facilities aren't gonna wanna do the things in your bill. Uh, so it was really great to have them come out. And we have a we have a strong relationship with the, uh, the hospital association, so um, they're very appreciative of that. So it just went really well. You know, there was no real opposition. Um, there weren't any tough questions or anything like that from the from the members. It sounded sounded like they all got it. I mean, you know, when you when you give them a stat like one two nurses uh, are a victim of workplace violence within their career, I, I think they they understand pretty quickly how difficult it can be to be a nurse. Um, so, like I said, it went really well. Um, it, typically what happens is a bill gets heard uh, one week and then the following week it gets, if it has enough votes in favor, it gets voted out. Uh, we also had um, Representative For Price. He, he was um, in the hearing, he's on public health as well. He went up to our author, Donna Howard, and said, I love this bill. Uh, I want to be a joint author. Do you still have slots open? So uh, he jumped on the bill as well. So it was a great, it was uh, all in all, it was a great hearing. It was, uh, went really well. And, and we're expecting it to get voted out um, next time around. So um, next Wednesday, or this upcoming Wednesday, rather. Okay. So walk me through a little bit. When you say voted out, for my listeners here, what do you mean by voted out? Where was this heard? Was it 
heard in the whole house or the whole senate or committees yeah so just in committee so it was just the committee of the house public health committee um and then you know it, it goes you typically what happens is and this this can vary but typically it's you have one public hearing and then uh the following week the, the members of that committee vote on it uh if if it's voted out, if, if the vote is successful, you have a majority of the committee members, uh, then it goes to the House floor. Uh, wow. There's a calendars process in between it, but that gets way too far into the, into the legislative weeds. Uh, what we're hoping is that eventually it will get to the House floor. There won't have to be any other votes. So um, it's an early hearing. I mean, this is kind of a, a weird session because of uh, you know, obviously COVID and then the storm kind of messed everything up. So I, I say it's an early hearing, but it's really sort of a relatively early hearing. Uh, for this session, it's an early hearing. Um, right. Yeah. But, okay. Yeah. So we're excited about that one. Did you also ask about full practice? Was that the other one? Yeah, I do want to hear about that one as well. I mean, I'm really happy to hear about the uh, workplace violence uh, uh, bill. That's, that's really awesome to hear the progress and what we should be expecting next. So you know, how are things with the, with the full practice? Same story? Uh, that's, that one's a little more complicated. <clears throat> um, that one has a little, a little more opposition. Uh, okay. The physicians don't love that bill. Um, you know, that, and, and to be fair, not all physicians feel the same way about it, right? So we're, when I say physicians, I'm talking about Texas Medical Association, uh, Association of Family Physicians, the Society of Anesthesiologists. Obviously, on the ground, you know, not all physician providers feel that way. And in fact, we had a, a physician from, from San Antonio come and testify in support of our bill. Um, so they're, you know, they're, uh, they're kind of all over the place, but I think uh, the ones that do come out and testify are typically pretty upset about the bill. Um, so, you know, we had a good hearing. It was about Unlike the workplace violence, which was just TNA testifying one person and then THA testifying one person and then out. Uh, I think we had about 25 people come and testify, which again, in a normal session isn't too huge, but uh, in COVID session, uh, it's, it's massive. Um, and you figure, you know, three to five minutes a pop, uh, I think we were in there for a couple hours, um, just kind of listening to people talk about the bills. So. Uh, you know, I think, I think the hearing went well, there is a physician on that committee. So, uh, one of the, one of the tough things is, you know, if you have a committee member who's real opposed to the bill, they're going to throw hardballs at your, at your witnesses. And that's exactly what happened. You know, um, and we did, we did everything, you know, we, it's a whole sort of elaborate dance where we get all our witnesses together and we, you know, have them go through their testimony and give them practice hardballs and let them kind of uh, get comfortable with answering some of the harder questions. Um, and they did fantastic. You know, I think all, all that preparation paid off. They were, they were able to address concerns about the bill. I mean, at the end of the day, 31 states already do this. So I think the easiest way to address concerns is, is it happening in one of those other states? If not, then why are we talking about it? But um, yeah, the, the folks who testified did really well. Uh, had people from right-leaning right think tanks come testify. Um, we had someone from AARP testify. 
there were a couple CRNAs, a couple nurse practitioners, a midwife. Um, so yeah, we had a pretty broad, pretty broad support. Um, but there were a lot of physicians there too, and they they wanted to say their piece. And you know, some of the things are, are you know, nurses aren't safe, and you know, if, we, if there's no delegating physician, and they're just going to be, you know, performing brain surgery and, and just ridiculous stuff like that. So it was definitely ridiculous stuff, but you know, I think for the most part, we were able to uh, to sort of push back on that. You know, we have the data on our side, which is the important part, right? That's really good. Yeah. Wow. Well, thank you for that update. I I can definitely see the uh, differences uh, between uh, how the two hearings went. Um, but I was really happy to hear that you had about 25 or so people testify, which is, uh, you know, for me, it shows that there's importance in that respect. Um, and so we'll continue to follow that one as well, right? Same process? Yeah, same process. Um, that one, uh, we have to work a little harder on. So, you know, with the workplace violence, everybody loved the bill. Like I said, I think it's it's probably going to get unanimous support in public health. Um, full practice authority, probably not unanimous support. You know, at the very least, there's uh, that physician on there who's going to vote again. So, you know, this is where the sort of boots on the ground lobbying comes in, where uh, we're up at the Capitol every day going and talking to members. Hey, would you think about the hearing? Uh, you know, are there changes you, you'd want to see in the bill? Um, you know, that kind of stuff where we try to figure out where everybody stands, count up the votes. Okay, do we have enough? We have a majority of the committee. Great. Uh, let's, let's go ahead and vote on that. So hopefully the same path, uh, uh, but not necessarily. Okay. Well, let's talk about some other bills then. Are there, you know, any other things that you want us to keep an eye on here uh, for the rest of the session? Any new bills that, that are up? Yeah, so um, I don't remember if we discussed this last time, but um, we filed a bill this time, around, this time around that would respond directly to uh, the pandemic. Um, you know, what, we, what TNA has heard uh, from nurses sort of calling in is that uh, I don't know if you're familiar with the with the workers' compensation system, but basically, if if a nurse were to get sick or, or, or injured in some way, uh, they could if their employer has has workers' comp coverage, um, that nurse could apply for uh, workers' compensation and, and get sort of their bills paid or you know whatever that might look like. Um, the problem we identified with COVID is that. In order to get your claim filled, you have to prove that uh, your injury was within the, within the course of your employment, right? So if you're, you break your leg at home, you can't go and go into your employer and claim workers' comp. Um, but if you break your leg, if you fall off a ladder or something, break your leg at work, that's when workers' comp triggers. So it's it's all based on this sort of was it within the scope of employment? Obviously. COVID is a little bit different than uh, than breaking your leg, right? It's, it's pretty easy to prove that you broke your leg at work if you if you fell up a ladder at work, right? Uh, with COVID, with uh, you know, the way it transmits and um, with it being kind of latent in your body for, for a week or so, uh, it, it, it was a lot more difficult for nurses to prove. And even when they're trying to prove it, you're going up against a wall of attorneys, right? Like uh, guys like me uh, dressed in suits and, and their entire job is just to 
pick apart your argument that it was within the course of employment. That's all they're trying to do is, is kind of get in the way there. So uh, it was hard for nurses. And, and I, I think a lot of claims got inappropriately denied. Uh, and I think, um, you know, I, hopefully there aren't too many cases with nurses moving forward you know, with the vaccine rollout and whatnot. But um, basically, we wanted to try to fix some of those situations where uh, a case got denied. So we said, okay, Looking, going back to uh, February 1 of last year, let's allow anybody who submitted a claim and was denied to resubmit their claim. The difference though, is that instead of the nurse having to prove that they uh, contracted COVID in the course of their employment, in order to deny the claim, the benefit carrier would have to prove that it was not contracted during the course of the so in, in legal terms, this, this is called a presumption, right? So you're switching the presumption, you're, you're making it so that the law presumes um, that, that it was contracted during the course of employment. So it's kind of like in the weeds, legal stuff, but uh, we do think it's gonna make a, make a difference for those nurses whose forms were denied or you know, God forbid, go, someone gets sick moving forward and, um, and perhaps have to use that uh, new presumption, but the reason I wanted to flag it today is that just uh, last night I found out that it's going to be heard on Tuesday. Um, so. Oh yeah. Yeah. So this one's in. Uh, so for our listeners, for our listeners, today is a Thursday. Oh. So yeah. we got just a few days. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, so that so that one we're very excited about that, and it, it's in a different committee too, right? So. You know, going back to this kind of idea that hey, we got a nurse on public health as the chair. That's great, right? But it's not necessarily so great for bills that don't go to public health. And this bill went to the business and industry committee. Okay. It's very different. You know, it's it's uh, not folks who typically do healthcare. Um, so you know, it's it's tough to tough to figure out where people are going to land. You know, is your, is that chair going to give your bill a hearing? Um, uh, who's with you and who's against you? You know, you're just not as fluent in that, in that uh, committee you know, as you are in something like public health. So uh, we're, we're a little bit concerned about that, but um, again, you know, having the bill heard this relatively early uh, means the chair likes the bill. So um, we're very excited about that. We're go again gonna have uh, Serena come testify kind of speak to all the calls she had gotten about nurses not being able to have their claims filled. I think there'll be some pushback from uh, the benefit carriers, right? So those are all private companies, uh, sort of mutual insurance companies that, uh, that, that handle these claims. So we'll probably get some pushback, but you know, I think so far so good. Uh, and there are a few of these bills out there and I think Unlike some of the other ones, ours is very narrowly tailored. Uh, you know, our other ones kind of include all uh, all essential personnel. You know, that's a big that's a big bill, and that's something that the mutual insurers are going to uh, fight real hard against. But um, you know, I, I like where ours is at. I like uh, the progress it's made so far. So, so hopefully the hearing goes well, and uh, hopefully we can make that make life a little easier for some of those nurses. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Well, that, that one is called, I think that one's what, the presumption? 
Bill, is that what that one's called? The presumption bill is HB 396, if you want to follow along at home. HB 396. Okay. All right. Uh, Kevin, any others that we should keep our eye on for now? Uh, another one I really like uh, is actually it was filed by the chair, and this is a newer one. So this one's not set for a hearing or anything like that, but it actually was, uh, was filed pretty recently, uh, just right up against the deadline, actually. But again by the chair of that business and industry committee and, that, and when he when he filed this bill i was like oh okay he's our friend we got a friend that uh, but basically it's another workers compensation bill but uh, it would allow healthcare workers not just nurses but all healthcare workers to um it would make ptsd from dealing with uh dealing with covid not necessarily being sick but, but treating patients and, and having to work and, and all that kind of stuff uh, it would make it a compensable injury. Uh, injury. So you would be able to submit claims for PTSD that you suffer uh, as a result of the pandemic. So, uh, you know, I, it's sad to say, but I, I know so many nurses are struggling. We hear all the time that there are going to be lingering mental health issues out there. You know, and, and I think I think it's important for the state to show that. Uh, you know, we're going to care for these people. It's, it's not just, and it's all, again, all healthcare workers. It's not just the nurses, uh, but, you know, our physician colleagues and everybody we work in the facilities with. I mean, I, I can't imagine, you know, so um, it's great that the state is kind of uh, taking that seriously when it comes to mental health those folks out. So I love the bill. I, I, I wish I would have thought of it myself. It's one of those bills that you see and you go, oh my gosh, that's, that's a fantastic idea. Quickly told all the nursing organizations and uh, NLAC, you know, put it on the NLAC agenda. And um, so, yeah, we're, we're definitely behind that. I'm very excited about that as well. Yeah, honestly, that, sound, that sounds beautiful. Um, you know, it's uh, nursing and, and the things that we've experienced with COVID. It's, um, yeah, I, I can see why one may have filed for that bill. Um, so thank you for sharing that one. Um, for, for our listeners, you know, if you do need any more information on any of these bills that we're mentioning, please be sure to visit, you know, TNA's website, texasnurses.org. Um, Kevin, we're, we're getting ready to round up here, but, you know, you know, what can listeners do to get involved at this time right now? I know we may have touched bases last episode, but, you know, things have happened. So where we are right now, what can we do to stay in touch or, 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 or get involved at the session right now? Yeah, so this this session isn't uh, it's not easy to get involved. I'll, I'll admit that, and you know I know most nurses are a little busy right now, so uh, now that can be difficult. So really, TNA is trying to facilitate communication with the legislature as much as possible. So if you are on, uh, if you are living in the district of a member who's on public health, you've probably got an email from TNA saying, "Hey, you know you're in a." Uh, member from public health's district, uh, click this button, it'll fill out, it'll auto-populate, uh, you know, I support full practice authority for nurses, here's why, uh, and you just kind of click the button and it'll send the email over to their staff. Uh, we're going to do a similar one for the, for the presumption bill. Um, so, you know, we're, TNAs, we're aware that it's not easy to just go up to the capitalist bill, uh, have to get tested. Um, to even go into the capital, so it's it's a difficult session. So 
we're really trying hard to push that information out, make it as easy as possible for nurses to communicate with their elected officials. And, and we'll be doing that the whole time. You know, when, when I'll say when, uh, if full practice authority gets to the floor, uh, we'll be doing something similar, but for the whole state, right? Because everybody is going to be in the, in the members' districts will be voting on that. You haven't gotten an alert yet if you have gotten an alert definitely follow the instructions you know submit that stuff uh it's important but if you haven't uh, okay cool well thank you so much kevin uh it's it's honestly it's a, it's a joy to get to talk with you about some of these things i'm i'm learning i hope listeners are learning as well um for for, for those listening in please be sure to follow along on twitter at texas uh, nurses ledge or online again at texasnurses.org. Uh, if you have questions about any of the bills that we may have talked about, even full practice authority or the uh, workplace violence, be sure to listen to one of our other podcast episodes where we go a little bit more in depth. Kevin, until we see each other again next time, I do want to thank you for your time to our listeners. Thank you all so much uh, for listening to TNA's policy podcast, sharing knowledge, empowering nurses. I'm your host, Shala Oyewuo. Oh,